Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, guys. We had some early technical difficulties there. Uh, welcome to the No Huddle Show. Uh, I am Mike. Sam is not joining me today. He was in Boston to cover the uh, the Red Sox uh, joining the playoff race after a tight weekend. Uh, but uh, he had some flight delays and some traffic, so he's unable to join us today. Uh, we will have a special guest joining us later on in the show to discuss a couple things. Uh, we'll keep that a surprise, though. That's going to stay in the bag for the day. Um, but we are here on a Monday night with lots and lots to talk about. I'm super excited to um, discuss things with you guys. Uh, first thing first, man, uh, we had the baseball playoffs happening. Uh, you know, or, I'm sorry, not the baseball playoffs. We had the finals regular or final weekend of the regular season uh with the baseball playoffs being determined um you know we got uh, a couple good wild card matchups um with the yankees and the red sox going on and then uh we're gonna have the dodgers and the cardinals which is crazy the cardinals came in one of the hottest teams in baseball uh, but, you know, I have to say, if I'm the San Francisco Giants and I have the best record in the league and my prize for having the best record in the league is to face either the Cardinals or the Dodgers, the winners of the wild card game, I'm a little pissed. The Braves at 88-73, and uh, especially not having Ronald Acuna, probably the worst team in the field in the National League. And if I'm the Giants, I don't want any part of a five-game series with the Dodgers. Not at all. And that's not to say that the Dodgers are going to win, but then the Cardinals, who uh, come in with 90 wins, uh, were one of the hottest teams in baseball down the stretch. I believe they won something like 17 of their final 22 games, which is insane. So those are my consolation prizes if I'm the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the Giants won 107 games. They won the division. Uh, the Dodgers uh, finished one game out of first place. Um, Giants have a pretty good pitching staff led by Kevin Gaussman. Um, a little surprising that they won 107 games, though, i got to tell you. Um, I still think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League. Um, they got – even without Trevor Bauer and even without Clayton Kershaw, they still have a hell of a pitching staff with Julio Urias, Max Scherzer, and Walker Buehler. Those three guys alone is going to make winning a five-game series a nightmare, uh, let alone possibly winning seven, especially if you're going to see uh, Buehler and Scherzer twice. Uh, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough ask. Uh, in the American League, Tampa Bay also saddled with a – not so um, enviable task of getting the winners of the Red Sox and the Yankees. Now, a little bit different. Uh, not, I, what is, I guess not that much different because um, the Giants are familiar with the Dodgers having played in the same division. The Rays have faced off against the Red Sox and the Yankees plenty of times. But I also feel that no one wants to play those teams, especially come October. Um, Tampa Bay, Chicago, 93 games. I, Chicago's a very good team, though. I, I feel like they kind of knew they had the division locked up, so they, they let their foot off the gas a little bit throughout the season. They won the division by 13 games. It wasn't even close. Um, I mean, even Tampa Bay, though, um, won the division by eight games. Uh, they won 100 games on the season. Uh, Tampa Bay does, you know, Tampa Bay's got a good team, though, but we will see if they make it to the World Series again. Are they going to let analytics control everything again? Because that was their big mistake when they made the World Series the last time. Pulling pitchers after five or after about four or five innings, not wanting them to go through the lineup a third time or so. Uh, analytics really uh, played a big part in them losing that series. Um, I didn't agree with it. I think there's a time and a place for analytics 
and the World Series is not one of them. You got to go with the best guys, and and you can't, you know, base everything off uh, what the analytics tell you. Uh, but I'm excited. Um, I still think um, I'm going to stay my preseason pick uh, of the World Series, which I had previously picked uh, the Dodgers and the White Sox in the World Series. I'm going to stick with it. I know the White Sox are not favored coming out of the American League, but I, I like that team a lot. I like their pitching staff. I like their bullpen. Um, I think they're going to be healthy. I like the White Sox to come out of the American League, but I still think the Dodgers, I think, uh, if they face the White Sox in the World Series, not, not, probably a five- or six-game series. The Dodgers just have way too much talent, um, way too much talent, and it's not even fair. They're, they're a super team. I think the Dodgers are going to um, – going to take it this season all right talking uh some college football today um you know i'm not sure how much of a believer i am in uk uh to be honest with you uh uk got the big win against florida at home they're now currently ranked 16th in the country uh they've beaten louisiana monroe missouri chattanooga south carolina in Florida. So just to tell you, Missouri and South Carolina both are 0 and 2 in the SEC. Um, Missouri's 2 and 3 on the year. South Carolina, South Carolina is 3 and 2. South Carolina's victories have come against Eastern Illinois and East Carolina. Uh, they've been blown out by Georgia. They get they barely lost to UK, and then they squeaked out a win against Troy. Um, so in this game against Florida, Florida really. Honestly, they beat themselves. If you look at the game, Florida was penalized 15 times for 115 yards. And UK was outgained 382 to 224. But Florida kept shooting themselves in the foot in this game. Um, Now, what's funny is Kentucky seems very, very confident that they want Bama. So we have some audio from here. And we actually have someone – funny at the UK game, uh, trying to talk sense into some of the fans. Let's take a listen here. You don't want No, you don't. I promise you don't. You're going to lose if you play Bama. Just have fun now. Don't. I promise you. That's what I'm saying. Have fun now. Enjoy being undefeated, Kentucky. You don't have to play Bama until you would get hypothetically to the SEC championship game. And there is a path to the SEC championship game for Kentucky. Kentucky has LSU, Georgia at Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, Louisville. Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville should all be wins. Okay, so that gets them to eight wins. Tennessee is not very good this year. They should be able to beat Tennessee. Mississippi State, not sure about yet. Uh, LSU, also struggling, but that could be a tough matchup. Uh, Georgia, I'm going to say right now, Kentucky has no prayer in beating Georgia. This Georgia team probably has the best defense that I've seen in a long time. They currently – have shut out two straight opponents, beating Vanderbilt 62 to nothing and eighth-ranked Arkansas 37 to nothing. They held Clemson to three points, which at the time seemed very like a Herculean task. But seeing Clemson's offense lately this season, not very good. UAB seven points, South Carolina 13. 13 points has been the most points scored against them. Uh, total, they have allowed 23 points in five games. Georgia might be the best defense that I have ever seen. They have probably six or seven NFL draft picks sitting on that team. It is insane how good the Georgia defense is. There's no way Kentucky, especially Kentucky playing at Georgia, has any kind of a prayer. Uh, Please call in at 563-999-3761 if you care to argue with me or uh, tell me that I'm wrong. I love the feedback. Uh, We'd like to hear it. Um, Kentucky has looked pretty good with new additions, Will Slovis and Wandale Robinson, but they haven't played anything like Georgia, and they certainly don't want Alabama. Alabama will smoke them. Um, Alabama looks 
Um, like, probably, like, they're going to win the national title. Um, I am not sure. Um, you never know what's going to happen. But right now, the two teams that have kind of separated themselves are Georgia and Alabama. Um, Oregon, which was ranked number three, jobbed this past weekend. They absolutely got screwed. I am telling you. They they Stanford's driving near the end of the game. It's fourth down. And it looks like an incomplete pass, but there's a flag on the field. And they call Oregon for defensive holding. So Stanford gets another shot, and then they score the touchdown to tie the game to force OT. I've seen the replay six, seven, eight times. I don't see defensive holding. I, and I, I at least not clear defensive holding. Um, if it's – they've been – here's the thing. The refs have been calling a physical game all game long. They've been allowing a lot of stuff uh, to go down, letting players get away with certain things and not calling it. Yet they choose at the end of the game to call a ticky-tack foul that impacted the game. I'm sorry. Unless it's obvious, you got to put the flag in your pocket, especially there. You can't let the game – you can't call the game on a ticky-tack foul. I just – I felt bad for Oregon. Uh, the Pac-12 likely is now out of the playoff race. I know that seems um, kind of early or odd to say this, you know, with so many teams having losses. But – the the problem is the Pac-12 doesn't have the the perceived depth of some of these other leagues where you can have a loss and it still look okay. Um, you know, you look at the SEC, you know, if Georgia or Bama drop a game, they're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt and still make the playoff potentially. Um, you look at the Big Ten, um, in the East Division alone, you have four teams right outside, right almost in the top ten. So you have number nine Michigan, you have eleven Michigan State, you have number four Penn State, and you have number seven Ohio State. Um, and then out in the East, you have Iowa, who's ranked third in the country. If Penn State, let's say, beats Ohio State but drops one to Michigan, you know, I th- I still think Penn State or or Ohio State still has a good shot. Although Oregon losing doesn't help. But if Ohio State runs the table and they beat Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan, they got a heck of a case to make the uh, college football playoff. In the Pac-12, you don't have any other ranked teams other than Arizona State, who's ranked 22nd in the country, uh, and they're 4-1. Oregon is not going to have a lot of chances to make that loss look good. They don't have a bunch of other ranked teams that they can build up on their schedule. And let's face it, other than beating Ohio State at Ohio State, they haven't been all that impressive. They barely squeaked by Fresno State. They beat Stony Brook. They beat a god-awful Arizona team who hasn't won a game yet this year. And then they beat Stan- or they lost to Stanford. Stanford's 3-2. and two. Stanford was 2-2 and two going that game. Stanford had lost to Kansas State and UCLA. But they had wins against USC, Vanderbilt, and now Oregon. Um, I don't know. I Right now it's looking like the SEC is probably going to send two teams. Whoever wins the Big Ten will come out. And then probably someone out of the Big 12, maybe Oklahoma if they run the table. But uh, things aren't looking great uh, for the Pac-12 as far as getting to the playoffs again. Um so that's the end of our first segment. Uh, once again, please call in at 563-999-3761 if you'd like to discuss a few things. Um, we'd love to hear the feedback. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, nohuddle underscore with MS. So uh, excited to hear your feedback, guys. Uh, once again, Sam is out, uh, but we will have a guest commentator coming in shortly. Um, so, I wanted to uh, point out a couple things. Um, first, we had uh, Urban Meyer, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, caught at a bar uh, while um, seemingly getting a lap dance from another lady that was not his wife. Um, 
this kind of blew up over the weekend because uh, he was in Columbus, Ohio, uh, after his team had lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night. This is his press conference. Uh, I'm going to bring in uh, my special guest commentator, uh, my beautiful wife, uh, Shreya. Uh, after, after we hear this audio clip, I'm going to ask her a few questions. And so let's hear from Urban Meyer. Can you explain the viral video uh, from your place over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I just apologize to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction. It's stupid. Uh, and so I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. I uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Urban, did you, did you fly back with the team or did you stay in? Uh, no, I stayed to see the grandkids and we all went to dinner that night at uh, the restaurant and then there's a big group next to our restaurant and they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. And they were trying to pull me out on a dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. How did the team react? I mean, they're pretty, probably pretty uh, reactionary. You know, how did they take it? Your apology. Well, I've always been so defensive of them. You know, I remember when Trevor told me he was going to go to Vegas for his bachelor party. I mean, I was just like, gosh, man, be careful and surround yourself, and because I've seen this happen, and uh, and I just. So the team, the team uh, I spoke to a bunch of leaders one-on-one, -on -one, spoke to all the players. Uh, they're good. They were focused on Tennessee, and I apologized again for being a distraction. And uh, Well, that's Urban Meyer apologizing for being a distraction. So let me, let me ask you, Shreya, does that sound like a man who was definitely guilty of doing some wrongdoing? No, I don't really think so. What? What that you can totally hear the guilt in his voice. Come on, come on. I had apologized to my family. All right, so let me, all right, different question. Different question. Okay. We're, I'm famous. I'm a famous football coach. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not a failed podcaster. Okay. I'm a famous football coach. Okay. You're at home with our grandchildren. On Twitter, images pop up of me at a bar with a pretty little blonde dancing on my lap. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much trouble am I in when I get home? Oh, you won't be coming home. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. You want to care to elaborate on that a little bit? You absolutely <laughs> will not be coming home. And I don't, I, think he, I don't think he's sorry. I just think he's sorry that he got caught. Wait, so now, so now we went from not sounding guilty to uh, sorry that he got caught. So, so you don't think he sounds guilty in this press conference, but you definitely think he is apologizing for being, get, being blown up on the yes, internet. Yes, okay. okay, interesting. Uh, Urban Meyer, uh, this is not the first time that he's had dalliances. Um, apparently there's rumors floating around that uh, – he was sleeping around while at the University of Florida, which led to his perceived uh, heart troubles uh, that made him retire and move to Columbus. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I just can't get over the fact that his wife is over there bathing the grandbabies and he's out at the bar. And, you know, now, to be fair, in the images, it does look that he's keeping his hands away and that the girl is just dancing on him. But as as a married man myself, you have to know if you're in that situation, you just got to get up and leave. Absolutely. You can't just, like, if someone comes up and dances on you, no, that's not your fault, but you have to be like, listen. No, that's definitely your fault. It's definitely not. If, if I'm sitting at a bar don't get and don't some get random that. girl just starts dancing on me, if I get up immediately and I say, hey, 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 I'm married. I know, but what I'm saying is it's not his fault if she's dancing on him. It's his fault for staying, too, for lingering too long. He should have immediately stood up and left. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, Urban Meyer uh, looking like the, uh, I guess the 0-4 losing for Jacksonville is not uh, is not hampering him at the bar scene too much. Um, uh, next. Uh, the other thing I want to bring in my dear wife for is at NASCAR, there was a bit of a chant that happened during the interview. Uh, a few NASCAR execs are in, a, in hot water because this went over um, went over the air because they were literally doing a live interview uh, while the crowd started chanting. Um, so I want to I want to hear I want to listen to this here. Thank you to all of our partners. 
Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't... Uh... So you can hear the crowd clearly chanting loudly, fuck Joe Biden in the back in the background. Uh, this is not a political show uh, by any means. This is a sports show. We have a little bit of fun with pop culture and making fun of each other. Uh, but I do want to take a moment here to kind of reflect on this and kind of go in. Uh, first of all, uh, NASCAR is trash, okay? The people that watch it are trash. Um it was in Talladega, Alabama, which isn't surprising. Uh, Alabama has a bunch of dead people from COVID because they're too <laughs> dumb to get the COVID vaccine. Uh, and that, you know, it's not surprising that the states with the lowest uh, amount of vaccinated are also the states with some of the lowest education rates uh, in the entire country. Uh, you look at Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, Arkansas, okay? Uh, this is where uh, dumb people live, okay? Sorry for any listeners that are out there, but you know it's true. If you live in Alabama, uh, you probably sleep with your you probably sleep with your sister, and uh, you decide to chant uh, things uh, at a NASCAR race drunkenly. Um, so I, I know that Trump got a lot of ire from a lot of people. Some of it deserved, some of it not. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Shreya, as is uh, just someone like if you were at a sporting event and the crowd erupted with F whoever the sitting president is, how would you feel? Oh, I would um, absolutely not want to be there. I would want to, um, first of all, I wouldn't, I mean, like you said, this is not really political. So if they were saying fuck Joe Biden, I would probably not Ooh, be language. There. Language. <laughs> Just kidding. We are PG-13 rated show. Um, so speaking uh, more about the vaccine, uh, uh, you are a doctor. Uh, you have some good input. Uh, we discussed about um, we discussed about the NBA players not wanting to get vaccinated on Friday's show and how the NBA is going to start docking their pay um, if they can't if they choose to not get vaccinated and the teams that they play for their state have a vac- vaccine mandate. Um, let me ask you a question. Can you explain a little bit? Um, about how the mRNA vaccine works and what its goal is. Because there's a lot of people out there who are fed misinformation. Uh, a lot of people, you know, are thinking they're getting implanted with, with microchips or that they're get impl- getting implanted with a live disease of COVID, like a live virus of COVID-19. So explain to me a little bit how mRNA vaccinations work. So without getting into, um, you know, virology and microbiology, I'm going to do this in uh, as lay as possible. Um, So your mRNA vaccines are a new type of vaccines to protect against any infectious diseases. Um, It teaches our cells in our body how to make the protein or even just a piece of the protein, which would trigger an immune response inside of our bodies. Um, One of the benefits of the mRNA vaccines, like all vaccines, um, is those vaccinated gain protection without ever having to risk the serious consequences of getting sick with the disease. Um, Now, COVID, um, it depends on, you know, whether you guys, it doesn't matter whether you got the Pfizer or the uh, the Moderna, it kind of works the same way. Um, What does that mean? Sense. Yeah. So the mRNA is not changing your DNA. No, absolutely not. Which is another bit of misinformation yes. that's being out there. Yes. Okay. Um, that's very interesting stuff. Um, I have all I've always thought uh, with vaccine mandates, vaccine mandating something is not good. Educating is better. When you force someone to do something, or when you force people to do something that are already on the fence you're coming down as if you are heavy-handed or that we're not in a democracy. Uh, instead, they should be uh, holding summits, educating people, having, uh, you know, 
disarming misinformation that's out there. It's so easy to put misinformation out there. It is the easiest thing in the world to do. I could create six memes today post a couple fake pictures on there with fake statistics, and I can have it have both the right and the left eating out of the palm of my hand with those memes. It is very easy, and people fall for it all the time. They see something circulate, circulating around the Internet. They post it on their Facebook, and they're like, look, COVID is fake. 99.9% .9 of the people uh, survive it. They're fine. Listen, I understand that COVID – for the amount of people that have, have caught it, does have a higher, uh, I guess, survival rate. But think of it this way. There are 350 million people in the United States. If I snap my fingers and I kill 1% of the population, that's 3.5 million people gone. Okay? okay. I just want to, I want to yeah. interrupt. I want to tell you. So mRNA, it's literally messenger RNA has nothing to do with your DNA. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Anyways, if I snap my fingers today and I say I'm going to kill 1% of the population, 3.5 million people gone, and just in the United States alone, okay? What if part of those 3.5 million people are beloved family members? See, the problem with this disease is it has – a feel in the United States that if it's not affecting me, I don't care. I care when it affects me. How many stories have we heard of people dying in hospitals and they say, God, I wish I had taken a vaccine? Or they lose a loved one. They lose their mother or their father who refused the vaccine. They didn't believe it themselves. Their mother and father die and they go, okay, this is serious. We should really take the vaccine. Unfortunately, that's how it has to be. I mean, yeah. you literally, there's so many people, you know, that they're just like, oh, this is just like the flu. It's absolutely only like the flu in the sense that it's a virus and it changes, sure. But this is a global pandemic, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as the uh, F. Joe Biden chant at NASCAR, uh, Talladega, not really sure. Uh, not the classiest look. Um, I realized that there was a lot of people saying F Trump. Uh, I don't believe that anybody ever chanted it at a sporting event, though. Um, no, so, it's just not classy. Oh, no, it's not classy at all. Uh, but once again, it's Alabama, so it's pretty par for the course. <laughs> uh, but I want to thank my beautiful wife, Trey, for stepping in, talking a little medical stuff, talking a little bit of vaccines, getting her thoughts on Urban Meyer and the NASCAR. Uh, we are going to go switch gears to the NFL now. We had a big, big weekend. Uh, the Jets and the Giants both got uh, their first wins of the season. Uh, Trey Lance got into action for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it was a rough week uh, as far as the picks go. Um, I went 2-3 and three last week. Sam went 3-2. and two. He had a little bit better of a week. Uh, he picked both the Giants and Jets, where I only picked the Giants. I did not pick the Jets. I thought the Jets were too much of a dumpster fire in order to uh, beat the Titans, even though the Titans were missing their two best wide receivers. Um, so, uh, first, I want to talk to Cleveland Browns. Uh, they played Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. Baker Mayfield was not good in this game. He was sacked three times. He was 15 of 33 for 155 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Baker Mayfield is going to have to play better if the Browns have aspirations of winning a Super Bowl or even getting to the Super Bowl. They're never going to win. Okay. So uh, the Browns apparently are never going to win, uh, according to my lovely wife. Um, so Minnesota has not been great this year. They're one in three. Um, Baker Mayfield, uh, though, his, he was bailed out by his ground game. Uh, who ran? They ran for 184 yards on a touchdown, uh, 169 yards for Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, but the Browns have to get more out of Baker Mayfield. He was the number one overall pick. He's got to do better. Um, they they play in a tough division. They got the Ravens twice, they got the Bengals twice, and they got the Steelers twice. And the Browns' upcoming schedule isn't going to get much easier. They're at the Chargers. They got the Cardinals. 
the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Bengals all up next, okay? I don't know if they're going to lose all those games, but the the Chargers and the Cardinals are definitely tough. The Broncos, um, if they have their offense going, can be tough. Steelers are looking more and more like the loser of the division. <laughs> and the Bengals look – right now, the Bengals have looked pretty good at 3-1. and one. Cleveland in that next – let's see, one, two, three, four. In that next five games, they need to get at least three wins there. Uh, three, three wins, two losses uh, will put them at six and three. Um, still, uh, you know, and then as the, as the rest of the schedule, um, it really doesn't lighten up, though. They got the Patriots, the Lions, and they got the Ravens in back-to-back weeks. I don't know who got screwed, uh, what white uh, Cleveland Browns screwed in the NFL scheduling office, but they get the Ravens back-to-back weeks, uh, followed by the Raiders, Packers, Steelers, and Bengals. So the schedule is only going to get more difficult from here on out. Baker needs to come through. Um, he can't have performances like he had this past week. Uh, speaking of playing Arizona, Arizona got a massive win. They stay undefeated. They gave the Rams their first loss of the season. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, played a pretty good game, but it was the running game that really picked Arizona up. Uh, Los Angeles has been a beast on defense, um, and Arizona managed to gash them for 216 yards on the ground. Uh, Matthew Stafford had an okay day, uh, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but, man, that story has got to be the Arizona rushing attack. Chase Edmonds going for 120 yards on the ground, James Conner chipping in 50 along with two scores, and Kyler Murray adding in 39 yards on the ground. Arizona's got – everybody kind of laughed when Arizona signed J.J. Watt and A.J. Green in the offseason. People were like, yeah, you have a – fantastic Super Bowl team if you were building this seven years ago. Um, J.J. Watt, uh, though, has looked pretty good. A.J. Green is good. Uh, He had five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. Um, So, A.J. Green, kind of turning back the clock a little bit in Arizona. Um, We'll see. Here's the thing. Arizona, under Cliff Kingsbury, has tended to start well and crash the last couple weeks of the season. Last year you saw it uh, with the Cardinals. Uh, They were in prime playoff position uh, last year, and they ended up, I believe, I'm I'm pulling up the info now, but I want to say they dropped uh, like four of their last five games last year. Uh, So let's see here. They were at one point in 2020. They finished 8-8. and They were one, two, three, four, five. They were six and three, six and three, and then they went two and five down the stretch to finish eight and eight. Um, that seems to usually be the case for Arizona. Uh, they were hot last year. They were sitting at five and two and going into their bye, and so now they're four and one. Or I'm sorry, not four and one. They're four and zero. Uh, they got good wins against Los Angeles, but Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee are not anything to write home about. They now have they San Francisco. They still won, but those teams are not the best. So they, but now they get San Francisco and Cleveland, and then they got Green Bay, San Francisco again. They got Seattle. They're going to have Los Angeles again. But their schedule is not very daunting. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what happens down the stretch for Arizona. Um, but uh, they look good right now. Kyler Murray looks like the real deal. Uh, next, Giants and Saints. Giants pull off the massive upset. We got a Giants homer over here. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes going for 402 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. How's my boy looking? Which Who's your boy? <laughs> Which one is your boy? If you're talking about Odell Beckham Jr., he, he doesn't play for the Giants anymore. He plays for Cleveland. Yeah. So this is why <laughs> this is why we kept her on for the medical advice and not the sports part of the show. But, you know, that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, but the Giants, here's the interesting thing, and I heard this on Colin Cowherd uh, before the game on Sunday. The Giants – even though they're one and three, they have led every single game this season. They just haven't been able to close them out. They finally were able to close out the Saints, and the Saints. I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. They they had a very impressive win over Green Bay Week One, 
Week two, they fall flat at Carolina. Week three, they come back and pound the Patriots at New England. And then this week they come and they lose to the Giants. Um, they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Um, you never know what you're going to get with the Saints this year. Uh, so I, mean, I don't know how it's going to end up. To me, they have a very 8-8, eight and eight, or not 8-8, eight eight, I guess, 8 eight wins now is an 8-9 losing season because uh, I forgot the NFL added an extra week. They have 17 games. But they have a very 500-ish or just above 500 feel to me, uh, winning, you know, maybe going 8-9 or 9-8. and eight. Um, I don't really have high hopes for New Orleans this year. Uh, the Giants, uh, believe it or not, though, they're still in the thick of the playoff race. Um, they're 1-3. Uh, but they play in the worst division. Uh, I know Dallas is 3-1, and one, uh, but Giants are going to have plenty of opportunities to catch Dallas this year. Um, New York, I, I mean, truth be told, other than the game against the Broncos, they should be 3-1 and one right now. They should have beat Washington in week two, and they should have, they should have beat Atlanta. Uh, in fact, against Atlanta – they were winning this game 14-7 to in the fourth quarter, and then Atlanta tied the game with four minutes to go. Then they got the ball again, and they kicked a field goal to win it as time expired. Um, but the Giants should easily be 3-1 and right now. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they get Dallas in a huge game coming up in week five. Uh, if they can pull that off, they're right back in the thick of the race. Um Moving on now to uh, Seattle and San Francisco. Trey Lance got in the game uh, after Garoppolo gets hurt. Trey Lance, the rookie, looking pretty solid. He, you know, granted he didn't complete uh, a high percentage of his passes. He's 9 of 18, though. But for 157 yards and two touchdowns and going to 41 yards on the ground, um, he looks like the real deal, Trey Lance does. And I don't know if Jimmy G's coming back. Um, if we'll be back next week, it's too early in the week to tell. Uh, we'll probably know Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his calf. So he's, he's out uh, for an unforetold time. Uh, not really sure. Uh, but Trey Lance, this has been a weaker than usual rookie quarterback class. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, they're all struggling. Trey Lance against Seattle looked the part. And granted, Seattle's defense is not very good. But Trey Lance absolutely looked the part. I'm curious to see if he gets a starting job for the rest of the season and what San Francisco does. Uh, but man, he he impressed me in um, in uh, week uh, in week four, especially with all the injuries that San Francisco has had. Um, well, anyways, you have um, Atlanta. Uh, they they look like a dumpster fire right now. Really? I have to say, Atlanta. They can't seem to close in the fourth quarter. They're one and three this year. They had a, yet another fourth quarter lead that went by the wayside. They were beating Washington thirty to twenty-two in the fourth quarter uh, and allowed Washington to come all the way back. Um, Atlanta. Just having a hard time. It's okay. They always have a hard time. <laughs> that's that's what they do. They have hard times. <laughs> Uh, Washington under Taylor Heineke, though, quietly Taylor Heineke looks pretty damn good. 290 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I I don't know. Washington's defense, though, looks like they took a step back. Uh, They don't look as ferocious as they did last year. Their offense looks better, but the defense is lacking. I'm not sure if they're going to win the division this year. Um, I don't think they – I I just don't know. Dallas has looked pretty impressive so far. Um, So we're going to see. Um, looking at, um, at some of the early standings, though, uh, there's been a couple surprises, uh, obviously. Uh, well, the, the Bengals are three and one. How about that? Oh. Who they, who they think I'm going to beat them Bengals? Oh my God. Well, I think I'm going to beat the Bengals. Well, they don't play the Bengals. So lucky <laughs> for us. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's playing the Bengals? Well, the Bengals upcoming, they get the Packers this coming week. And then they get the Lions, the Ravens, and the shitty Jets. Um, the Jets are awful. <laughs> I wish Sam was there because I oh we're gonna make a bet. By the way, and you're gonna hear it on air. I think Sam and I are gonna do a slap bet for the game for the Bengals and the Jets game. If you guys are unfamiliar with slap bets, how it goes is it's exactly how it sounds. The loser gets smacked in the face by the winner. Now, 
so lame. It is not lame. It, it is, is lame. a very, very fun thing to How do. How is it fun? It just, it's a guy thing you wouldn't understand. Like you want to get slapped in the face? That's just zero. I don't want to get slapped in the face, but that's why I'm so confident that I'm willing to put that on the line. I don't think that's a good idea. By the way, I, I just wanted to let it be known that, that we have a friend of the show. His name is Steve Biggins. He's going to be calling in uh, hopefully this week sometime. He refuses to do slap bets with me now. Well, he refuses. He's smart. It makes well, sense. Why would you want to? No, because, slap? well, twice. The reason is he saw me almost knock somebody out with one slap. Um, they fell to their knees. Oh, my God. That's just so lame. Just do it. And then he actually saw me take paint off a cornhole set with a slap. Wow. I was showing, I was previewing the power of my slap. Pretty sure. And I tipped paint off the cornhole set. That's just lame, dude. It's not lame. So, anyways, Sam and I slap bent. You will hear an audible slap, especially if the Bengals beat the Giants. I'm going to slap the shit out of him. I don't think you guys should do a slap bet. It's going to be fantastic. Wow. It is going – It's a slap bet is – Super necessary. Super necessary. I – Super necessary. It is slap bet. It is. All right, so we do this segment here. My wife is here, so she's going to chime in on this. It's called Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, and it's where we oogle uh, different athletes. Um, the last time I did it, the last, we haven't done this in a while, but I was, uh, I was oogling very hard one of the uh, male members of the water polo team during the Olympics. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go to Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. It could be someone famous. It can be an athlete. Uh, I'm going to do the intro, and then I want you to tell me, Shreya, who you can't take your eyes off of and why you lust after them. And don't say me. I know that I'm, I'm the sure. easy choice, but that's lame, and the audience doesn't want to hear it. So okay. here we go. Okay. Hold on.
All right. Oh, and it's landed on most uncomfortable first date. <laughs> okay. So, do you ask me to tell you about the date? Well, make it entertaining. We are a podcast, wow. and we do have yeah. listeners, so please make it I entertaining. Mean, the okay. Most uncomfortable first date was getting there, and the date was not the same guy that you. So you're a catfish. Absolutely. You're a catfish. Very, very awkward. So what did his picture look like and what did the actual date look like? He looked like a model. And then, uh, yeah, he was definitely not. So basically you showed up expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger and you got Danny DeVito. Pretty much. Okay, that's what you're telling me. Okay, that's what twins reference in case you guys didn't get that. He said he was 5'9", and he maybe was 5'4". Oh, tough. Tough there for you short guys. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough in the dating market. Better get yourself some, uh, some you know, platform shoes or something. Anyway, so what else happened on this bad date? It was, and then he told, proceeded to tell me he was married. Oh. Yeah, but married, different profile was, picture. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was but he still managed to snag a wife even at five four. So that's I interesting. Mean, yeah, he, so, I guess so, she's little. Well, you're little. And I'm just saying. Okay. She doesn't like them too little, okay? She likes them large and in charge, okay? Uh, so, all right. Let's spin the, uncom- the wheel of uncomfortableness again. Let's try it again. Okay, here it is. Tell me about a time where you were forced to lie to someone you care about. Oh my God! Why would you ask? I'm that? just asking here. This is uh, oh. this is my this is my podcast, so I, I'll ask the question. <laughs> um. Well, it, I was forced to lie about someone that I cared about. Um. Oh to to someone you care about, like like it could be as simple as uh, your mom cooking a dish that you despised, but you told her you loved it anyway, so you wouldn't hurt her feelings. Or a friend saying, "Do I look fat in these pants?" And you saying, "No, you look wonderful." But in fact, you actually thought she looked like a whale. Okay, well I <laughs> well I lied to my parents about what time I came home, and obviously I cared about my parents. Really. Another one. Get her off stage. No. Get her off the stage. Another one. Another one was where I told a friend of mine to leave her hair a certain color, but it looked horrendous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen here. Okay. All right, so I uh, uh, let's see. Should we do a? Uh, you know what? I I want. How, how, about, I, how about I ask you? You ask me what? A question that is uncomfortable. Okay, let's spin the wheel. Let's Hold on. land on okay so tell me about a time when you let's say you didn't want to kiss your date but she leaned in to kiss you what did you do that's never happened before oh but on the reverse flip side of this (laughs) it's going to take me to our second date okay okay so (laughs) Wife and I are on a second date, okay? We are at uh, – we went to Kings Island uh, Fear Fest for our second date. Now, all my friends are like, you're dumb. Why are you taking her Fear Fest? That's a stupid idea. But it was a great idea. It was. It was okay. absolutely awesome. She loved it. So, you know what, friend? I'm not taking dating advice from you. Okay? No. So, anyway. I don't think you're dating anymore. No, I've been happily married for some time now. But, anyways, uh, so – uh, she asked me if I wanted to go grab a cup of coffee after we left there. It was about midnight almost. And I said, sure. I was having a great time. 
so we uh, all we live in Ohio, uh, so that means <laughs> everything closes at 11 p.m. Okay, uh, so we went to McDonald's. Their drive-through was open. We got a couple of coffees. We went and parked somewhere, and we're talking, drinking coffee in the car. Okay, I leaned in to kiss her, and immediately after I kiss her, she jerks her head back and has a look of bewilderment on her face. <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just messed up. You were having a nice discussion. I didn't expect it. I, I know you didn't expect it, but I felt the moment. And then you, you jerked your head back, and I was I was like, oh, my God, I have just ruined this entire date. Well, you I, didn't, obviously. I, obviously, but in my mind, I didn't know that. Uh, guys, uh, if, if a woman jerks her head away when you give her a kiss for the first time, are things going good? Okay, let's we're gonna put we're gonna we're gonna put that on the poll. The woman jerks her head back uh, after your first kiss. Uh, are things going as planned? Okay. I think so. Okay. Well, you know, I that's uh, to be determined. Uh, um. Uh. Wow. What a show. We uh, we only have a few minutes left here. Um. It's been fun. Uh. We've gotten to talk about a few other things in sports. Um. Sam should be back with us on Friday. Um. We'll know a little bit more about Urban Meyer and his marital troubles, hopefully, by then. Um, but it's been fun talking to you guys. Uh, I think he's going to leave, or his wife is going to leave. No chance. No chance. What? No chance. We'll see. No chance. All right, we'll see. I would bet you, I would bet you, I would bet you a five-carat diamond ring that his wife doesn't leave. Oh, you better get that ring ready. There's no chance. <laughs> You know why? Why? Because football play, football coach wives do not leave their husbands. They just don't. They will. No, she's no, she's, she's too comfortable. She she's got too much. No, no. She might. But, She'll get a nice, you know, no. nice chunk of change. No, this isn't this isn't Jeff Bezos's wife who's going to get fifty billion dollars. Okay. Never know. No, no. Anyways. We'll see. All right. Harlem Heat's going to take us out. It's been a great Monday night. Thank you for listening, and we will be back with you on Friday. Uh-huh.